Welcome to the Trial Talks Podcast, a thought-provoking series surrounding clinical trial research. We'll be exploring current and future trends of the ever-changing clinical trial landscape as we discuss a variety of topics including virtual trials, patient centricity, novel and unique research, pandemic impact, and more. Join us and our expert guests on a journey through the evolution of clinical trials. Hello, and welcome to Trial Talks. I'm your host, Fred Martin, Chief Product Officer at MedRio, and I'm joined today by Stephen Bacardo, Senior Vice President of Business Development and Strategy with Cartesian. Cartesian is a multinational clinical research organization serving the biopharmaceutical and medical device industries. For the last decade, Cartesian has also been a trusted MedRio partner. In our episode today, we'll be discussing e-source adoption and the innovative way Cartesian and Medri are collaborating on a COVID-19 study. Stephen, welcome. It's great to have you with us today. Thank you, Fred. I'm excited about our conversation. Now, obviously, I just gave a small overview of Cartesian, but can you give me the full Cartesian deep dive? Cartesian is a, a global clinical data services CRO. Uh, we have offices in the U.S., and we also uh, support our customers out of two centers of excellence, one in the Ukraine and one in India. We've been in business for 17 years and have just over 500 employees uh, worldwide. Uh, we've been focused on the pharmaceutical industry, medical device, uh, CRO industry, as well as uh, animal health in our existence. And we're primarily a clinical data services CRO uh, we, we talk about clinical data as being able to master your, the control of your studies and master your data. And Cartesian has partnered with technology companies to deliver that promise to our customers to let them control their studies and control their data. I know you guys are doing some really innovative work. Um, now, Stephen, how about your background? Can you tell us a little, about, a little bit about how you got here? Sure. Uh, I've been in this industry my entire career, well over 30 years. Uh, my background started in, in clinical data at, at a large pharmaceutical company uh, where I was in the biometrics group. And I progressed through working for CROs, uh, both large and small, as well as e-clinical technology companies. Uh, the past three and a half years, I've been at Cartesian and been working with them on bringing the message of master your data and allowing customers to control their studies through access and information about their clinical data. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, let's dive into eSource. So this is a topic near and dear to my heart and one that has been unfortunately historically underadopted. but now we're seeing increased interest the result of COVID-19. Do you think this trend will continue and or where do you see eSource adoption going? Uh, yes, I, I actually think it will continue. Uh, my background in eSource, I actually worked at, at a prior company that, that was one of the pioneers in eSource. Uh, it's been around for well over 10 years, uh, the concept of eSource, of avoiding the need to transcribe source data, whether it's from uh, electronic system at a site uh, or paper, into EDC. Uh, but the, the industry and the sites have been resistant to change because it is change in process. The value of it has not changed. Uh, what has changed is the environment, the dynamic of trying to run clinical trials uh, in a COVID or in a pandemic crisis. And that's really why we've seen the increased interest in eSource. And I think this will definitely continue um, as we move forward, not just because of the pandemic and, and patients and, and site coordinators and even doctors can't get to clinics, 
Um, it's just a better way of running a clinical trial. It's much more efficient. It has many uh, value propositions that, that make it ideal for running a clinical trial. And the way we've been running trials, you know, in the past, with even with the advent of EDC over the past 20 years, has not really changed since clinical trials started. Uh, you know, paper, uh, trials used to be run and data was recorded on source and it was transcribed into a paper CRF. With EDC, <clears throat> you basically just change transcribing paper CRF into electronic data capture system. What eSource and direct data capture enable is the ability to change that process and only capture data once electronically and then be able to reuse and repurpose that information for the various uh, constituents that need to see that, whether it's all the data that the site needs to see for the source or a subset of that data, the eCRF fields that the data managers or the sponsors need to see. Uh, that's you know, the concept behind eSource and direct data capture. So that's, that's why I think the trend will continue past this crisis because I think it'll open a lot of eyes to the fact that you don't necessarily need to run the trials the way they were run before. And the technology is already there to enable it. It's a matter of getting the industry and people to uh, embrace it. Just like most people didn't think we could operate an economy with everybody working from home. But in the past five months or so, we've realized that a lot of industries, a lot of uh, businesses and jobs uh, can be uh, uh, operated from home without going into an office. Same, same approach, I think, will come through with clinical trials once this is over you'll have more and more companies realizing I don't necessarily need to run a trial where I have to have either patients going to all the sites or where I have to have monitors and CRAs going out and monitoring directly at, at the sites in person. So uh, I definitely think that's going to uh, expand and continue past this crisis. I'm in complete agreement. Um, I think this has been the push that this industry has needed, and there's so many benefits that come out of, of eSource. So I am thrilled uh, that the, the marketplace has finally gotten the push they needed, unfortunately. That we could have had a better push because we're talking about COVID. How were you impacted by COVID-19? And what methods or procedures did you adopt for business continuity within Cartesian and for your customers? Well, I, you know, as, as most uh, CROs and sponsors, you know, um, experienced, you know, we, we were caught a little bit off guard by this. Uh, we saw... Uh, delays and study starts, uh, studies being put on hold, not quite understanding <clears throat> how long this would last, uh, how it would affect different studies in different regions. You know, this is a, you know, we work in a global business, so and this was a global pandemic. So, you know, you, you have sites all over the world that were either shut down or countries were shut down. Uh, so, you know, we were trying to work with, with our sponsors to, to come with solutions for how can we allow them to continue to run studies, you know, uh, you know, either start studies or continue to run studies. And, you know, Cartesian being a CRO, a clinical data CRO, we focus with a lot of technology companies. Medrio is one of our longest term customers. And, you know, uh, you've come out with the direct data capture resource solution a few years ago, and it was very timely. And what we're, what we were seeing is the ability to now offer customers the e-source or direct data capture solution uh, from Medrio so that while sites <clears throat> were still up and running and patients could potentially go to sites, maybe not as often, but they would go there, you would want the ability to not have to send your monitors or series to the sites. And a lot of companies, a lot of CROs weren't allowing travel at all 
um, you know, either, you know, it, a corporate policy or it could have been a, you know, a regulatory or, or, or a country policy about travel within uh, regions. And, but you still want to run trials. There's certain indications where you want to, <clears throat> you know, people have to go to, to a clinical trial. They're sick. They, they have these, these aren't just healthy volunteers that run clinical trials, as well as, you know, a lot of COVID studies are being spun up and you need the ability to monitor those studies without necessarily having to be there um, in person. And that's really where the direct data capture solution comes in, where it allows you to run studies. And we'll talk a little bit later in the podcast about a, a case study we're working with Medrio, where you can do things virtually. And a lot of companies are working through that process now from, you know, site qualification visits virtually or site initiation visits to uh, remote monitoring. And, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of companies kind of walk through the process and figure it out. And the, the exciting thing is I think they're realizing that, you know, this is not, this is doable. Uh, as long as you pick the right technology partners, the right you know, service partners to help you through the process, this isn't something that, you know, is, you know, a, a pipe dream or unachievable. It's actually doable. And, and I think it'll definitely open their minds up for further studies. Agreed. Before we dive into the case study, one follow-up question for you is, you had mentioned earlier, is the change management part that has, you know, been the challenge for sites and sponsors and studies to move forward with e-source or direct data capture. How did you guys overcome that? Well, we're, again, being focused on, on the back-end clinical data services, we, we were, for us, this was just uh, an evolution of, of what we were normally delivering with, with traditional EDC. Um, you know, we're, we're giving access to, to our sponsors, direct access to their data in real time with e-source direct data capture. The sites are using that tool uh, uh, as the mechanism for entering the data initially during the visit. So it's available in real time. It's not data that needs to be transcribed later. From our standpoint, um, that made the process of reviewing and cleaning the data much more efficient. Uh, also, we're, we, we provide central monitoring capabilities so that we can take that data and, and analyze it and review it in real time to see if there are any trends or, or issues that might pop up uh, and correct those issues uh, proactively. Uh, so that's, that's how we overcame some of the, the change because we were able to, to kind of pivot and say, this is a technology solution. It's not a, a process or service-based solution. I think other companies, you know, if, uh, that are uh, in CROs that might, you know, that provide more traditional on-site monitoring, um, you know, they, they that's a big process change for them uh, to, to switch from on-site to, to remote monitoring. And a lot of them are resistant to change for a variety of reasons, whether it's uh, financial, uh, it's they don't have the, the people trained to do this, and uh, they're concerned about, you know, technology and access and internet uh, connectivity and things like that. Uh, we were able to, to dive right in and say, you want know this, you know, when you lock down entire country and regions or the world, and, but you still need to run trials or get information back from studies, uh, you know, how do you do that? And the, the technologies were there. So we were, we were approaching it more from how to solve the pandemic crisis problem and that kind of drove us straight ahead to what we were, were offering our customers versus worrying more about process or about revenue streams or things like that because this is this is a more of a, a long-term you know approach yeah you know, so 
we're able to master this and provide this to multiple customers, I think we're going to see more and more opportunities come Cartesian's way as, as well as Medrio's because we were able to do this initially. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's the brilliance of your guys' processes and, and it's one of the reasons why we love working with you guys because you are innovative and early adopters and thinking differently and that's been fun. And you know, that really leads us to the case study you were just mentioning. You know, uh, Medrio and Cartesian are, are partnering right now on a COVID-19 trial and you guys are doing really innovative work, transferring data from EHRs to the EDC. What can you tell me about that? Well, sure, Fred. Uh, we're, we're working with uh, Medrio and uh, a sponsor and actually a university on getting data from uh, an EMR system uh, directly into Medrio. And it's for a COVID study that's being run. And Cartesian has developed a, a bridge mapping software, basically a middleware that can take data from, from one system, transform it, and then load it into another system. Uh, it's an ETL or extraction, transform, and load technology. And we're able to do it, uh, you know, independent of what the source systems are. So in this case, data is coming out of a, a, an EMR system. And it's being it's being uh, pushed out of the system to uh, a file store, secure file store. Uh, we're then grabbing that data, transforming it, and then using the Medrio API, popping that right into the Medrio forms. Uh, and it's done, you know, in a compliant manner with. Uh, error logging and checking to make sure all the records came in. If, if there were any issues, uh, people get alerted to go determine, you know, what the problem was. Because anytime you're mapping data between systems, you have to make sure that the individual systems don't change any, any of their, uh, their data models so that it might, you know, cause a problem. So you have to have not just the ability to write at once, you have to make sure that on an ongoing basis, you're, uh, you're checking to make sure everything is properly loaded into the system. The benefit is then you don't have to go through that traditional model. So it, it's not an, you know, technically the EMR is the ESOR system. It's the first port of entry for the information about patients in this trial. For some of the information, we're taking it and then we're automatically putting it in. The traditional model would involve, you know, someone um, at the site re retyping it into Medrio. That's, you know, that's what a lot of companies do now that have data in EMR systems. Uh, they just retype it in. Uh, what we're able to do here is take it, transform it, push it into Medrio, and then we avoid that. And that data comes on a, on a scheduled basis out of the EMR system, and it's automatically populated into Medrio. Uh, and then from there on, any additional data that's required for that particular study outside of the EMR system, that's added into the Medrio system directly. So uh, and since EMR systems don't really understand clinical trials or protocols, they're, they're not designed for that but they have a lot of the core information that needs to be populated in these uh, in our EDC systems. We're able to take that data and then the rest is finished off in Medrio and all the cleaning, all the queries, everything that normally goes through will happen there. But then also, you know, you, re you reduce the burden on doing source data verification because you have a validated process of getting data from EMR into Medrio. So I'm looking at the data in Medrio, I'm looking at what was in the EMR system. I come from the EHR world, and I know how challenging it is to get data from one system to another system, and for you guys to start to crack that nut is huge. Um, yeah. One of the questions I do have on there is, coming from the EHRs, and I apologize for anyone who's listening, it was from the EHR world, the data, you know, sometimes has issues. How are you working on cleansing that data as it goes between systems and making sure? You mentioned the validation process. Right. Can you give a little insights on that? 
Sure. So we're, you know, we're going to get <clears throat> the, the data model, data structures from the EMR system, as well as any information we need about that data that might need to be uh, transformed into the EDC database, the Medrio database. So that comes out. We have a powerful scripting language that we use to take that, that data to manipulate or transform it to make sure we're putting the proper data in the proper location in Medrio. And some of that involves some, some calculations because, again, your EMR or EHR systems don't necessarily store data. They don't understand what a visit is because it's, that's a concept we have in clinical trials. So yep. we have to do some of that on the front side to map it. And that's where we come in. We understand clinical trials. It's, that's all we do. We understand you know, data manipulation around trials. So uh, that's that's what we do. And then by using the system, then we can we have error logging. So we know if something doesn't you know, go in, if there's been a change to, said to a data model or or anything like that on either side. Somebody changes the format of a variable or the contents uh, of a variable or, or you know, don't match what Medrio is looking for, then we can troubleshoot that and uh, you know, make that correction. And then I love that. Really interesting, innovative work. Uh, and it's fun to be part of that. So lastly, let's pull back up a little bit. Um, where do you see the industry heading as a result of COVID-19? Well, they're definitely heading to more of uh, what I call e-source direct data capture, direct to patient studies, uh, which would involve not just an e-source system, but also e-pro, e-coa, uh, being able to capture more data directly from patients. Uh, you're going to see more uh, studies where patients are going to stay home and they're going to send, you know, home healthcare nurses uh, or coordinators out to the site to capture the information to do the visit to either you know, avoid the need for a patient that maybe exposes themselves to the risk of going to a clinic or a hospital. Um, and you're going to need the technologies that, that can support that. And you know, whether it's uh, tablet-based technology like Medrio has to take with you to, uh, to homes, we're actually uh, talking about another study with, with our sponsor on doing just that, where people will go out with Medrio loaded on tablets and they will enter the data right at the patient's home. Um, to, you know, more virtual studies uh, that include things like being able to ship drug directly to a patient's home instead of to the site and have the patient receive that drug and, and uh, just uh, like they normally would and track everything and make sure that, uh, you know, all the contents came, you know, properly and aren't damaged. So I see that model where you kind of taking away the traditional brick and mortar kind of centralized model where everybody has to go to one site. Or, or a series of sites and pushing it out directly to patients where they don't necessarily have to go any to any site. And what that also does is that, that opens up more patients to the clinical trial population pool because now I don't need to be within, you know, half hour to 45 minutes of the clinical site. I could be anywhere. And if I qualify for a study or I have an indication that a sponsor is interested in, I can do it from home and people, I can enter data remotely. People can tell, you know, call me up through telemedicine, walk me through the visit. I can receive drug, all those things. And I think you're just going to see that heading in that direction. And again, it's not for every study. If you have sick people, oncology studies, things where you have to go in and get MRIs, that's, that's totally different, right? Those will not necessarily head that way right away. But there are so many other types of, of studies that go on that I think this model is ideal for that because of COVID-19, because it forced us to think things differently and think remote as opposed to centralized, uh, I think you're going to see that in, 
in more types of studies, and you're going to see sponsors embracing those type of, uh, of clinical trials and thinking, you know what, we, we can do this much more efficiently, much more cost-effectively, uh, increase our exposure to the patients, and actually get more people involved in studies and open up clinical trials to pretty much anybody, uh, anywhere. Uh, that would be the ideal goal, and I think the industry would, would embrace that because as it always has been since I've been in the industry 30-plus years, number one uh, issue with clinical trials is patient enrollment and finding the right patients in the right time. And uh, uh, this, I think, definitely helps mitigate that problem that's plagued the industry for since they've been running clinical trials. I couldn't agree more. I could keep this conversation going all day because <laughs> you are fascinating. The work you guys are doing is impressive. But unfortunately, we are at the end of our time and you were brilliant. And I want to thank you for your time and joining us today. Great. Well, thank you, Fred. I appreciate the time and uh, you know, look forward to working together with Medrio on many studies to come. Likewise.